0: Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. I'm Melissa. Jimmy and I are ordained ministers, and we speak to the spiritual side of mankind. We offer hope and encouragement in Christ, found in His Holy Word, and we share our personal testimonies of the wonderful things God has done in our lives. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. You can also find us on Buzzsprout and all of the major digital podcast providers. Today's podcast is entitled Christian Dating. Jimmy and I will be sharing our experience of meeting, spending time together, getting to know each other, praying about whether we should begin dating, and the process leading up to our marriage. Before we move into today's message, I would like to ask you to do something simple to help our ministry grow. If our ministry speaks into your life with hope and encouragement, Jimmy and I would like to ask you to please download this podcast and forward it to a friend you think would be encouraged by this message. Downloading our podcast not only helps us speak hope and encouragement in Christ into more people's lives, it also provides a metric whereby as our downloads continue to grow, they also reach certain benchmarks where more opportunities are afforded to us to grow our ministry. So please reach over and tap that download button and forward this message to a friend or family member you know could use some hope and encouragement in Christ. Thank you from the bottom of our heart for doing so and helping us to grow our ministry. Now back to today's message. God gives Jimmy and I opportunities regularly to share our testimony with single Christians trying to navigate the dating world in a Christian manner, rather than following the world's blueprint for dating. Christian dating has become a big part of our ministry, and I'm so glad we can finally share it in this podcast format.
1: Me too, Melissa. It was truly an experience, one which we wanted to, at a minimum, share on a podcast and who knows, hopefully write a book someday.
0: I'm reminded of the scripture found in Proverbs 14.12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. It seems like way too often, we as Christians just step into the world's way of doing things without considering God's word, until sadly many times after hardships and heartaches have happened.
1: Absolutely. The method God has shown us flies in the face of the world's way of dating. But the world's ways and God's ways, very seldom agree.
0: That is absolutely correct. I guess let's start with you. You had a broader dating experience than me.
1: You would, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yep. So the listener knows she's ribbing me. After I lost my late wife, I did not date for a very long time. And when I did begin dating, I didn't date a ton, but I did date enough to know that I did not need to be dating just for the sake of dating. I needed to wait until I potentially found the one and then take a chance. Melissa, on the other hand, waited five years, dated no one until she was ready, prayed one prayer, and then God walked me through her door six days later. I was the only one she dated. Show off.
0: Well, you just have to know how it's done.
1: I cannot argue that.
0: Welp, let's start with you. So, Jimmy, what's the first thing you want to discuss regarding Christian dating?
1: Before we move into the discussion of Christian dating, I think it's important to spend a few minutes talking about honesty and integrity. I want to encourage anyone listening to always strive to be honest and live by the highest standards of integrity in all that you say and do. Regarding Christian dating, you are dealing with another person with feelings whose heart can be broken. Let's look at some Bible verses. Proverbs twelve twenty two. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Proverbs ten and nine. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whosoever takes crooked paths will be found out. We easily see from these two verses that God does not like lying or dishonesty. However, those who act faithfully and walk with integrity are safe, but those who walk in crooked ways will be found out. We'll circle back to honesty later in the show.
0: Jimmy, define the Christian dating process we are discussing today. Give us an outline, if you will, and then we will circle back and discuss each topic.
1: Sure. I would like to say first, this dating process will seem foreign to those who ascribe to the world's way of dating. To those who aren't looking to God for His direction and finding their forever and always soulmate, as we did, to them, this dating process will seem outdated and very unhealed. But to those who are Christians who are tired of breakup after breakup, heartache after heartache, it's our opinion, it's something you may want to seriously consider. Our testimony for Melissa and I is we have not been apart since the day we met. But we did not date for eight weeks. We followed this process, began dating after eight weeks, dated for three years while we helped each other heal from our previous lives, got engaged, got married, and are now approaching 10 years together. And not only did this process work for us, but it also helped us to be as one, on the same page, going in the same direction before we married. And now that we are married, we very seldom have disagreements. By doing the hard work together before we married, God has blessed us with a marriage filled with love, joy, happiness, and oneness. Here's a rundown on the process God has shown us that we followed on our path to becoming husband and wife. Don't talk or text over two times before meeting in person if you haven't yet met. Keep those two conversations to your core values. During the second conversation, decide whether you want to meet this person or not. If you want to meet this person, arrange a time. Or if you do not want to meet this person, cut the conversations off at this point and move on. But do so honestly, letting the other person know you just aren't feeling it or you feel like you wouldn't be a match. If the two of you decide to meet in person, further the conversation about each other's core values. But also at this time... Discuss your deal breakers with the other person. If you know you're not a match or red flags arise, then cut the conversations off at that point. But once again, be honest that you don't feel the two of you would be a match. If you both feel like you would like to know each other better, and there could be a possibility you could become a couple and have a future together, then agree not to date for eight weeks. But take that time to talk about the following four things. Who you are, what you believe, what your dreams and life goals are, what your deal breakers are. Then after eight weeks, take an honest look at what you found out and decide if the two of you should begin dating and building a future together or if you should at that time remain friends.
0: Jimmy, this process worked so well for us. Share with the listener why this process is important.
1: Absolutely. This process is so important because it guards the hearts of the two people. It is a very good possibility it will not feel like a breakup or a loss and will not trigger the grieving process. Anytime And please let me repeat that. Anytime you can avoid the grieving process, you have done yourself a tremendous favor. Let's begin at the top of the list and compare the world's ways of dating and the process God showed us when we were dating. The world's way, you initially talk on the phone or text for weeks before you ever meet in person or do something out together. Many suggest an in-person meeting in a week and a half to three weeks. The way God showed us after having met for the first time, where you talk about core values during the course of the conversation. If from that conversation there's interest to know this person better, then test one time to see if there's interest in meeting in person. It takes one day, not weeks, to determine their interest level with you. The difference is compared. The world's way of talking or texting for weeks only and before meeting in person or before doing things out together begins building a bond with the other person. If during the conversation process the other person suddenly goes cold or stops communicating altogether, it can trigger the rejection response. And depending on how much information was shared throughout the conversations could potentially trigger the grief process from someone you never even met. People's mental health today is a very real issue, and one of the contributors is loss and rejection. That is the world's way.
0: Jimmy, what godly wisdom that is, and what is really jumping out at me right now is Proverbs 4.23 where God tells us to guard our hearts. Let's look at that for a minute. Proverbs 4.23 Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And Jimmy, that is what you describe in the first step of the dating process God has shown us. You guard your heart by keeping the conversations to a minimum before you meet in person and waiting to see if they are interested enough to put forth the effort to meet you before really opening up with this person. You're preventing giving a total stranger the power to either control you or hurt you.
1: And now the way God showed us. Just one message. Hey, I enjoyed meeting you for a minute today. Would you be interested in meeting back in person for an hour to talk and get to know each other better? Yes, I would. How about Sunday at noon at the Whatever Coffee House? Yes, that sounds great. Then the morning of. Hi, good morning. Checking back in to see if we're on today. Yes, I will see you there. Great. See you there. I do want to mention safety at this point, though. I'm talking about someone you've been introduced to briefly in person, and they're a friend of a friend. In other words, there is someone known to be a good person by someone you know. Meeting online is a total different situation altogether. Personally, I would not go alone to meet someone in person whom I had met online, who I nor any of my friends know. At the very minimum, I would ask a friend to be there in the shadows with eyes on me for several reasons. As a guy, and it happens, men are lured to meet someone in person and that person has their boyfriend or partner in crime there to rob them and beat them up. Or as a female, you don't want to show up alone Meet someone who is not a good person and place yourself in an unsafe situation. For some, it may make more sense to meet someone in person who someone in their circle knows, who knows their family, or who knows them in general. So as you are meeting new people, always keep your personal safety and well-being at the forefront of your thoughts and actions. Now, let's dive into this scenario briefly and examine the benefits. The first benefit of this process is you are not giving your private information to a stranger who really shouldn't have access to that much information about you. The second benefit of this process is if they show up to meet you, it signifies they have a true interest in you. You've heard the old saying, talk is cheap. Well, that's a popular saying because it's true. People love to talk, especially about themselves. People will have complete conversations with strangers at the drop of a hat. Word to the wise, just because someone is talking to you doesn't mean they want to date you. On the other hand, meeting you in person requires want to and effort. If someone is going to show up at a coffee shop to meet you and spend an hour talking to you in person, that signifies they have a true interest in you. On the other hand, if they say, you know, I had just rather tets for now, just like having a tape measure, you have just measured the amount of interest they have in you. Remember talk is cheap. Your response could be something like, I'm not really into texting until I get to know someone in person. Give it some thought, and if you'd like to meet up for coffee sometime to talk in person, give me a shout. You have my number. Going about it with the process God has shown us, in just a few texts, you have rightly determined if this person, at a minimum, shares your core values, and if they are interested enough to make the effort to meet you in person to talk face-to-face. If they either reject you outright, or just don't display enough interest, then at that point, you have shared only minimal private information about yourself. You have not bonded with this person, so there is no rejection or grief to deal with. It just rolls off of you like water off a duck's back, and you go on along your merry way in happiness and joy.
0: It's so important to guard your heart through dating. The grieving process is so hard on a person's mental and emotional being that you want to avoid that at all costs. So keeping yourself free from developing emotional ties to someone during this time when you have no clue whether this will work out is vital. Thus far, we have talked about an alternative way to make the initial meeting and the first in-person sit-down happen, with very minimal information being shared. So now we come to the point that the first in-person meeting has happened and two people have talked about their core values and deal-breakers on the surface level. What's next?
1: That's absolutely correct. Now let's look at the next step compared. The world's way hanging out. After spending weeks, even a month, testing and talking on the phone, the next step in the worldly dating process is hanging out. After weeks of talking on the phone or testing, you already know a lot about this person as they do you. Now to tack on one to three months of spending time together hanging out, by now you're almost half a year invested in this person, and you haven't even gone out yet on your first date. When Melissa and I met in person for the first time, we met at one of our favorite restaurants that we had in common. During that time, we talked about these four things, who we are, what we believe, our dreams and direction, and our deal breakers. And then we paused for a moment to take it all in. At the end of that conversation, we were both on the same page, and we each wanted to get to know each other better. At this point in the process, the world's way has two people who have been talking for months, hanging out with each other for months, and they may not be sure by half a year, If they want to date, when you have one who is trying to make it work and one trying to decide if they want a relationship, it's a recipe for disaster for someone's heart. The path God showed Melissa and I by this point in the process, you've only talked a few times and have talked in person once. and You both know you want to get to know each other better. With this process, your heart is so much more guarded while you're trying to figure it out.
0: This process is so simple but it's also in-depth at the same time. That's the beauty of making it available in podcast form so anyone can go back and listen as often as needed. Before we move on to the next part of today's message, I would like to ask you to do something very simple to help our ministry grow. If our ministry speaks into your life with hope and encouragement, Jimmy and I would like to ask you to please go to our Facebook page, Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher and hit the like button and then share our page with all of your friends. This will help us reach more people with our podcast and provide a metric whereas our followers continue to climb. Certain benchmarks will allow us more opportunities to grow our ministry and reach even more people with hope and encouragement in Christ. So please head over to our Facebook page, Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. Hit that like button and then share our page with your friends. This will help us out and we are so very thankful for you and your help. Now, back to today's message. Jimmy, this is the part where the method God has shown us really differs from the world's way of dating. At this point, a couple may choose to take five steps to guard their hearts further as they get to know each other better. Tell us about the first step.
1: Now that the two people have spent an hour together talking about their core values and deal breakers, they both know enough at this point to know if they want to move forward or not. You already know if there's physical attraction or not. You already know if there's chemistry or not, if they're comfortable together in each other's space. And they know at a minimum level if their core values and deal breakers align. And this is where the two of them must be honest with one another. If they aren't feeling it or throughout the conversation they find out their core values don't align or some deal breaker issues are evident, one or both can simply thank each other for the lunch or coffee and say, I think we're not in alignment on a few things at this time, making us not an ideal match to potentially date. So friendly goodbye and go on about your way. And by going about it in this manner, you come to a decision very quickly and avoid time wasted and potentially a broken heart and also having to go through their grieving process. If on the other hand, they are interested in getting to know each each other more and everything we just mentioned seems to be working they will decide to find out more schedule another time to get back together and further this conversation just as the initial meeting in person differs greatly from the world's way of dating this next piece differs greatly as well As Melissa and I may say as well at this point, this dating method will most likely not be popular amongst non-Christians, and we get that. What we're working to accomplish with this podcast is to remind our Christian brothers and sisters that God often has different ways of doing things in life, and he always has reasoning behind his way of doing things to protect and bless his people. So at this point, a couple has only talked a few times, once at length in person, and now they want to find out more about each other. So what next? First, commit to not date for eight weeks. Commit to just meeting in person at least once a week and talking about these things in depth. Who are you? What do you believe? What are your dreams in life? What's your purpose? And what are your deal breakers? Then after those eight weeks, take an honest look at those four areas And as Christian adults, decide if the two of you are compatible and have a future together. Or if you both know in your heart, it would never work out.
0: That is exactly what we did, and God honored it. And we have never been apart since the day we met, and now we are married.
1: Yes, and what a blessing it is. So let's look now at why it's important to talk about who you are. Who you are. Here are some examples of important things you need to find out about each other regarding who you are. A daughter or a son that gets into your family who are each other's parents and siblings and what kind of relationship do they have with each other it could spell trouble for you if they don't get along well with their own family or it could be a possible home run if their family loves them dearly what's your career what do you do if you find out they haven't had a job in 10 years it could be bad news for you or If they have a fantastic career, but they travel all the time, you may be apart more than you are together. Is that something you want? One thing not considered early in a relationship is each other's quirks. As funny as that may sound, if someone has a chronic habit of doing the one thing that gets under your skin the most, you know, like fingernails on a chalkboard type thing, then you may want to give those things some consideration. Short temper or even killed. If you are an even-keeled type of person whom it takes a lot to make you angry and you despise arguments, then you may want to find out about their temperament. If you're considering dating someone who has a short fuse, then you most likely want to know as soon as you can discover it to bow out sooner rather than later. Those are just a few examples. There are lots and lots of things you want to find out about a person before you begin spending any amount of time with them. I say it often, time will always tell the truth if given time.
0: Jimmy, as I listen to you talk about the importance of taking time to get to know who a person is before dating and then mentioning that time always tells the truth, given time, it brings a couple of Bible verses to mind. Proverbs 19.2, Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Proverbs 16.3, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. The overall theme is not rushing blindly into a relationship where you will be taken advantage of and have your heart broken. Take your time to get to know who a person truly is and decide with your head and your brain. If this is a person with whom you could possibly have a future with, if not, be honest and let them know you're not feeling a long-term relationship and move on with your life. Being you and being happy, getting the right one, the one God has for you, is truly worth the wait.
1: So eloquently spoken. What a beautiful truth.
0: Before we move to the final part of today's message, I would like to ask you to do something very simple to help our ministry grow. If our ministry speaks into your life with hope and encouragement, Jimmy and I want to ask you to please go to our Instagram page, Christian Life Coach J underscore M Thrasher. Hit that follow button and then share our page with all of your friends. This will help us reach more people with our podcast and provide a metric whereby as our followers continue to grow, Certain benchmarks will allow us more opportunities to grow our ministry and reach even more people with hope and encouragement in Christ. So please head over to our Instagram page, Christian Life Coach J underscore M Thrasher and hit that follow button and then share our page with all of your friends. This will help us out and we are so very thankful for you and your help. Returning to today's message, we now move to spend time during this eight-week process of getting to know one another, talking about what do you believe.
1: What do you believe? Biblically, here's why it's so important to know what someone believes before you enter into any kind of relationship with someone. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. The first thing you want to learn about what someone believes is whether they are a Christian or what church they belong to. As Christians, we are to marry Christians, but there is so much more to it than just that. In today's world, there are many different denominations within the Christian church, and as Christians, we all believe the one thing that really matters, and that is Jesus is the Christ, the one sent from Father God to die for and forgive our sins beyond that there are differences that denominations hold fast to that in many cases define them as a denomination i won't get too far into the weeds here but we'll say if you cannot go to the same church and worship together then you most likely haven't found the one keep seeking god for his perfect will for you and a forever and always soulmate secondly how do you view society i've never seen a time in my life when people are so divided regarding how they view society it is vitally important to be on the same page with a potential soulmate because this is something that can literally divide a couple. When I think of this subject, one verse always comes to mind. Amos 3 and 3. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction. And no two people will always agree on everything all the time. Amos 3.3 states a simple but profound truth. Two people cannot walk together unless they can agree on the direction they are going and the place in life they plan to end up. As a couple, you can't get too far in life if you aren't heading in the same direction together. Much better to find this out during an eight-week period of not dating than after three to five years of serious dating and then deciding to end it there.
0: We can't stress enough how much this dating process can help guard your heart if two people are committed to it and are completely honest with each other. Remember what Jimmy said earlier, time will always tell the truth when given time. As you're going through the steps of this process, listen to your gut and your instincts. And if you see red flags, don't dismiss them. What these eight weeks are for. That's what the time before marriage is for. To determine whether this person is God's will for you. Now we talk about what are your dreams and your life purpose. Jimmy, talk to us now about why it's important to talk about your dreams and direction in life.
1: Once you have a good feeling about who someone is and what they believe, you must also discover their purpose in life and their dreams. Here is why this is so important. Let's say, for example, a guy and a girl meet and quickly fall in love. They don't take the time to walk through this process and quickly marry. The girl dreamed of having a large family and having her husband come home from work to her and the children every day after work. Her dream is one of a close family who is always together when not at work. Her husband always wanted to become a businessman who travels each week for work, flying all over the country. He gets his opportunity and takes it. And now he and his wife are in constant turmoil because he is following his dream in life, but it is causing her not to obtain her dream of having a close family where they are always together. In this scenario, there are no winners. Sadly, this is the reality of many couples. This scenario can be avoided simply by having these in-depth discussions during this eight-week process before ever entering into the dating. Again, Amos 3, three, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction?
0: Who are you? What do you believe? And what are your dreams? Next, we come to what are your deal breakers? Jimmy, please share with the audience why this is so important.
1: Sure. If you're 18, 20, or 40 years old, We all have had experiences where we have been mistreated, hurt, or taken advantage of. We each have learned hard lessons, ones which we are not willing to relearn again. These are things that must be discussed in earnest to give yourself the peace that you aren't going to end up in another broken relationship under the same circumstances. We talked about honesty at the beginning of the show. Honesty should be a top priority for everyone because you can't build a family or a future on dishonesty. So, for instance... Say you were once involved in a relationship with someone who was completely dishonest, but hid it so well you were unaware of their unfaithfulness until it was too late. Your heart was broken and the relationship was destroyed. You saw the red flags all along the way, but you ignored your gut feelings and kept moving forward. Now that you have suffered through that once in your life, you never want to end up in that same situation again. So during this eight-week period of not dating, you're going to say, deal-breaker number one for me is honesty. So if you're a dishonest person, we have no future. You both lay out those deal breakers so you can decide whether to begin to date or not move forward.
0: I remember our lunch together just a few days after we first met. I remember how God led us through that first conversation on these four topics. Even though we knew nothing about this five-step process, God was leading us from the very beginning. We stayed there for an hour and a half talking about who we are, our beliefs, our dreams and direction in life, and our deal breakers. At the end of that conversation, we knew that we wanted to find out more, but walked away in agreement. Not to date, but to spend eight weeks going through this process, which leads us to the next topic, making an honest decision.
1: Yes, and that's the final piece to the puzzle. And here it is. After spending those eight weeks talking about who you are, what you believe, your dreams and purpose in life, and your deal breakers, you reach a time of decision. The last part is looking honestly at what you have found out over the last eight weeks, being honest with yourself, and deciding if you think the two of you have a long-term future that will lead to marriage, or do you already know it will not work. And this is a process God showed us. It led to us becoming husband and wife and having an amazing marriage.
0: We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and can find something helpful and encouraging to take away to help you in your Christian walk as you seek God for His perfect will for your life today. We now come to the end of this podcast. If you want to connect with us, please go to our Facebook page, Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. Please like, share, or send comments or questions. Also, please visit our evangelism and missions ministry, Silent Witness Inc. at Inc. Dot org to find out what we are doing in evangelism and missions. If you are a business or corporate owner and would like to partner with our podcast show, please contact us to discuss how we can further our callings together. If you visited Silent Witness, Inc. and would like to participate in that work, please consider giving at silentwitnessinc.org. We hope you look to God and His Word for the answers to all of your needs and concerns. And until next time, be sure to be good to yourself and to those around you.